Lord is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Is that something he's good? You know what it means that when he's good, that Lord is good, it means that everything he gives is good. Nothing that is bad you ever say comes from the Lord. That's an impossibility because he is good. But this happened to me, that happened. Well, that doesn't, there is another kingdom, you know. There's the kingdom of God, and there's the kingdom of the enemy. Ah, kingdom of darkness where Satan really rules. So sometimes he's a deceiver, or he's always a deceiver, but sometimes he places things like, if is God the one that did it? Because you, he wants you to be deceived. But everything he gives is good, and his mercy endureth forever. And so if it's always good, that means everything he gives is good. His mercy endureth forever. That means, that means that he's ready to forgive you because mercy produces forgiveness. So it doesn't matter what you've done, man. It doesn't matter what you've done, woman. <laughs> I'm telling you. I said I'm telling you. God is ready to forgive. Say amen. amen. Say I believe that. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Where, where is Martha Daglio? Is she here? Donde está? Where? Mar come here, Martha. Come here, Martha Daglio. He's not Martha Daglio. She is Martha Daglio. <laughs> well, my, this, is, this is appreciation month for ministers of the gospel. And Martha has been with me, what, 75 years? I don't know. A bunch of, yeah, she's a minister. Turn around, turn around so people see you. She's a minister in our church. She's very cooperative. She's been a blessing, and we just want to appreciate you. You know, that looks good, though. Praise God. Huh? They are beautiful. Well, blessings to you. Amen. We appreciate you. You see, we got to appreciate things. We got to appreciate people. Sometimes humans are not very uh, appreciative, you know? And at the time that we receive maybe a, a blessing of some kind, we, we, we may be appreciative, but then we forget. We forget easy. Everything that is good that you have received, especially if you have received it through somebody, always pray for that somebody. Always bless that somebody. I, I got to tell you this. Oh, you know who I am? I'm the, I'm the apostle here in this church. Yeah, you didn't know. The thing is that, you know, I, uh, we've been always been a Hispanic church, Hispanic. And uh, I usually preach in Spanish uh, on Sundays. And here, this one, my son or others may share with you the word. Yeah, go have a plot. Yeah, plot yeah, yeah. Muchas gracias. <laughs> so, uh, well, whatever. But I, once in a while, I want to come and give you what I got. But, you know, just come to me the appreciative. And uh, when I, uh, in my testimony, you know, I, was a, I came from Cuba uh, in a group called Peter Pan, Pedro Pan. We were 14,000 kids that came legally. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
And, uh, but I was placed in an orphanage for three and a half years, even though my parents were in, 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 in Cuba, but they were not allowed to leave. So I was three and a half years. When I finished that, I went to, to, uh, to Hollywood. Yeah, not Hollywood uh, here, Hollywood, California, the real Hollywood. <laughs> and uh, because I, I, I always sang, so I wanted to be a singer. And uh, I said, when I get there, I'm going to, I'm going to discover me. Well, I was the one that I discovered hunger. <laughs> I, uh, I really was uh, like homeless for almost a whole week. So I went in the army. So, but, I, but during that period of time, I, before I went to the army, when I was in Hollywood, I was in a very bad situation. As I said, I went homeless. And then there was this guy with this lunch truck. You know, the one that opens up, that go to where the, and then they have a lot of things there, sandwiches and hamburgers and Coke and juices. And he goes, moves to every area that there are construction for the construction workers. And uh, I was there in a park, and there was some people doing some work. And they knew that I was out and out. And they told the guy from the truck. So that guy from the truck used to give me all, all the things, you know, sandwiches and Coke and whatever. I was fed a whole week by that guy without charging me a cent. And uh, what I mean to say that what I'm talking about, I was what, 65, I went to the Army in 60, at the end of 65, 66. So that must have been 65. And uh, look, now it's what? 22, 2022. By the way, it was my birthday the other day. Yeah, I gotta tell you that now. Now, well, if you didn't know, you don't wanna give me a gift or something, I'm ready, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I just turned 76. Isn't that great? Wonderful. Wonderful age. Now I'm a starting, baby. I got a lot of mileage in me. Praise God for the word to really uh, be given and to be an impact in the heart of people. But whatever. So what I mean to say is that I've been appreciative of that. And all these years, I always pray for that man. And I don't even, I even forgot how he looks. I never knew his name. Maybe he told me. But I was so hungry when he gave me those things. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Juanito. <laughs> whatever. But uh, I always pray for that man. I have been praying for all these years for his family. Because I've been appreciative that when I had nothing and I was hungry, he used to give me a couple of sandwiches, you know. Uh, so I just wanted to tell you that we are prone to forgive easy. We want to be appreciative. In other words, be thankful for whatever God may do through people. Because, listen, I, knew I was not a Christian then. Yeah, but, you know, I was not a Christian then, but maybe like you, God knew we were going to be. God knew, the he knows the future. So, you know, I've been receiving many things from the Lord, even before I was a Christian doing a bunch of stupid things. But he knew my heart, and he knew that someday I will come into the flock. So, uh, he's 
He is our source. Don't ever forget that. Whatever you may receive from whomever, or whatever you may be expecting from life or from someone, somebody, God is the only source, and everything else are channels that he may use. But don't ever give the glory to anyone because they may be doing something for you thinking that he, at the time, with this guy, I thought he wasn't the source. I was not a Christian. I didn't know the word. But I just was appreciative. But now I realize it was just a channel that God used my source, who is Jesus Christ, used even before I surrendered my heart to the Lord. Praise God for that. Give the Lord a hand. <laughs> Tremendous. Listen, I, uh, I just want to share a couple of things. Uh, I was here last week. How many were here last week? So I preach, born to be, born to conquer. You know who's supposed to be, who's supposed to born to be born to conquer? Huh? Yeah. I, see, I am a conqueror. Say it. You see, remember the power of your words. I've been telling people this time, whatever you say, let me tell you something. Words... And I may be saying things that perhaps you say, what is this guy saying? Don't just discard them. You know, put them in the shelf somewhere. And with time, God will show you that I was right. <laughs> uh, words were primarily done not for communication. We use words to communicate, correct? But they were not primarily given first for communication. We're given for creation. And God used it when he created words out of his mouth. Proverbs 18.21, talking now to us, it says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. You see, when God spoke, he spoke life. But then he gave us free will. So we have the ability to choose everything in life. Even to choose God or not to choose God. Even to choose this or not to choose that. So therefore, we have the ability of choosing death. Even though his influence is for us to always choose life. But apparently, whether, you, whether it's life or death... The words that come out of our mouth have a creative power is what I'm trying to tell you. Do you grasp what I'm saying here? So what I'm telling you is now, hey, be careful what you, how you speak. Be careful what you say because many of you sitting here now, I know that we're watching me through whomever or whatever, uh, they are living today a result of yesterday and the words you have spoken previously. There's people, as I said, that you know, when something goes wrong, say, I'm so stupid. I'm so this. Man, what? So that's why you, yeah, you go, blah, 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 blah. you have become idiots because you've spoken that upon yourself. Are you listening to me? You are what you say you are. Your words are really guiding your road and your future. 
This is extremely important that you realize that. Because God is, has not made a mistake when he says words are there in your mouth to establish life or death. Do you know what life is? Life is health. Life is abundance in your economy. Uh, economic power. Life is peaceful. Life is peace. Life is uh, a blessing in your marriage. Life is everything that will bring you peace. Now, death is sickness. Death is poverty. Lack. Uh-huh. Are you listening to me what I'm saying? Death is when you curse yourself or curse your children. By telling him, hey, you are no good, man. You're going to be a this, you're going to be that, you're never going to make it. But look at it, but you got bad grades. Well, yeah, he had bad grades. But because he has bad grades, it's not for you to establish that he has bad grades in a manner that you are marking that kid with a future that he's going to believe that he means nothing, that he ain't nothing, that he will never make it. You know, there's many ways of saying, talking to a, a boy. When he has bad grades, instead of calling him stupid, instead of telling him that he will never make it, you can definitely tell that kid, hey, you know, you're smart enough. Jesus is in your heart. The Holy Spirit always will help you. So, you know, come on, you can, you can do better than that. Study. Do this, do that. So, there are words of encouragement. We call it encouragement, and it's true encouragement, but it's more than encouragement. You're speaking life. Do you understand and you got to speak life to yourself when, this, when things go bad. Don't put yourself down. Don't put yourself down. Because God has plans for you. But those plans will never take place unless you receive them. And the way to receive them is, there is, <laughs> got to say this. It, you see, God has plans for you. Let me read Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah. Give me Jeremiah. Praise the name of Jesus. We have got this. I'm telling you, we got, we got, let me see, Jeremiah was lost now. But I need to get this. Do you have it there? Do you have it there? Oh, yeah, okay. Jeremiah 29. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is God speaking through the mouth of a prophet called Jeremiah. But this is God speaking, okay? For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. This is interesting because really in the Hebrew, it says, for I know the plans. I know the plans that I have towards you. Because a plan is a thought. A developed thought. So it is a thought. It's not wrong to say the, the, this version that says thought. But the truth is that there are plans 
plans. God has a plan for your life. A plan that is good. You see, he has, he has something for you. But that whatever plans he may have for your life, you must receive them. And your words will start creating them. Because your words have power of creativity. Are you following? That's why I said before. Words mainly were not used for communication. Was, even though they are, really mainly were, are based for creation. God spoke and the words that were first said were for creation. And we have that power and authority in us because how many have received Jesus? Well, if you raise your hand, you receive Jesus. I'm going to tell you, you have received God because Jesus is God. You follow? Say, Jesus is God. Say, God lives in me. So my words have creative power. What are they going to create? No, you don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. But look, what are you going to create? You're going to create. This is, you should give me the other version of the police. Okay. Okay. What is your, where, go back. What the other, uh, the other version? Okay. For I know the plans. You see this one. There are different versions. But this is what really, it, because it's a thought. A plan is a thought that is being developed. So, yeah, it was a thought, but this is what it really means in Hebrew. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans what? Oh, my God. No, you don't have to say, oh, my God, either. Say, plans to prosper. God wants you to prosper. You know, God wants you to advance. God wants you to make it. God wants you to reach even the impossible. For I know the plans that I have for you. So God has plans for you. Declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. In other words, not evil, not bad. What I got for you is good. I want you to prosper. Plans to give you hope and a future. Give the Lord a hand, my God. So now, that is what God said he has for you. So what happened? What happened? You have to create it. You believe it and you speak it. You start saying, thank you, Father. Because your plan for me is to prosper. Therefore, I believe I'm prosperous. You see, you're not saying nothing weird. You are not saying whatever just because you are imagining it. No, no, no. Nothing to imagine. God said it, that he has that for me. And if he did for me, I want it. How am I going to take it? I'm going to take it with my words. I'm going to, my words have creative power. Oh, my Lord. If you are able to believe this, and I tell you what, the younger you are that you believe this, you will, you will definitely, because you see, we are born to conquer. I say we are born to conquer. The younger you are, realizing this and putting it to practice, nothing could be in your way that you will not be able to jump it. No obstacle. No obstacle that you will not be able to remove him. Because it's God's plan. It's not just as you imagine it and you want it. No, no. 
It's God's plan. And since God's plan, you are just declaring it and bringing it to a manifestation. You see, whatever he has in the spiritual world. Remember, you see, you have your spirit. We have to be more conscious that we are not what we see. We are what we don't see. We are what we don't see. Praise the name of Jesus. You know, I lost that paper that I was bringing. I don't know what I had in it. It doesn't matter because I, I know what I want to say. But I don't know what they did. Satan, get out of here. <laughs> Satan tiene miedo. Yeah, Satan is, is afraid, man. But uh, look, look in 2 Corinthians 4.15. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.14. 4.14. Okay. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Put it in 15. For all things are for your sakes. This, this, leave it there. For all things are for your sakes. All things that he has created are for your benefit. You see, you got to realize who you are. You are a child of the living God, man. You are not just somebody forgiven from your sin. You are, you've been forgiven from your sin, but you are more than a conqueror. You are a child of the living God. You have an inheritance. Inheritance from God, man. But we see, we, we, we think little. You got to think big. Because your God is big. All things are for your sake. All things are for your own benefit and for you. Of course, if you cannot believe that, you cannot believe that. I said, you cannot believe that, you cannot believe that, you don't believe that, you don't believe it. Then you will be speaking little. You will be speaking words, negative words. And if you don't speak at all, you know, so you, you see, you have to speak according. We must agree with God. That's what it is. If you want to advance in this life, you must agree with God. Oh, yeah, I agree with God. You know what agree with God says? But even the word says, you got to say, yes, I believe it. I, even if you cannot reason it out, even if you can, your mind will go, you get a smoke out of your ears. What is this? This is crazy. How could this be? This is impossible. That's good. That means that now God comes into the scene because nothing's impossible for him. I say nothing is impossible. Give me, give me a word. Come on. Don't leave me alone here. All things are for your sakes, that the abundance of grace might through the thanksgiving of many round the glory of God. Uh, you see, and everything is based on thanksgiving, gratitude. Because it comes from God. So you must have an attitude of thanksgiving constantly. Thanksgiving is not only the fourth Thursday of, of November. Thanksgiving is every day. And it's important because Thanksgiving is an accelerator of that which you are expecting. Remember that. Always give God thanks. Thanksgiving is an accelerator of God's, whatever God has for you. 
Are you receiving this? Thanksgiving of many round of the glory of God. God, give me 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, you know what's your outward man? You, they were usually, you have, you, you have pain in your knee, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you got a pro gastric problem, that's your outward man that will perish and will go back to dust. Because this is not you. He says here, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So apparently, there's an outward man and an inward man. The outward man is the one you see and the one that is going to go the, to the sepulcher. He's going to go to the grave. But the inward man is the real you. That's the one that goes to heaven or goes to hell. But now as you receive Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ lives in your inward man. So Jesus Christ is in the real you. So now, when you leave this earth, that which you see. You see, this is like, uh, how would I say? Uh, uh, a space, a space, a uh, space, Suit, a space suit. This is a space suit that when you leave to go with the Lord, the space suit is getting, you know, it leaves you and then you go towards the Lord. So you are not what you see. You are what you don't see. But you are there, an inward man, your spirit. When Jesus Christ came, came in your spirit. That's why Colossians says that we are complete in him. And then we say, if you don't realize it, if you are not, if you are not spiritually conscious, you say, well, what do you mean complete in him? I still sin once in a while. I love the Lord. I receive him, but I'm not complete. I got so many faults. He's not talking about your outward man. He's talking about your inward man. You are complete in him. Jesus lives in you, and you are totally complete and perfect. You realize you are perfect. Noting what you do is in who you are. So, you must be aware of who you really are. Dummy. You were the one that took it from me? <laughs> Forgive him. Or oh, you got to have always a forgiving attitude. You're welcome. So, you must be aware. If you really want to function in everything I'm teaching, the basic thing is for you to be aware of your inward man. Because there you are complete. All the power of God is in there. Because Jesus lives in there. And as I said, Jesus is God. So God lives in there. So all your... God's attributes, all his attributes are in you. So this is not just, uh, I just want to think good. No, it's what the Bible says. So that's why I said before, you must agree with God. What does that mean? You got to know. You got to know what God says. How many here, you went through second grade, more than second grade? 
Okay, you, you're illiterate, the ones that didn't raise your hand. <laughs> so you went through second grade, you know how to read. Whatever you read, that's God's word. And God wants you to agree with him that you may prosper and his plans may take place in your life. Because he loves you. Because you see, you're born again. You're born again. In the Greek, you are born again because a new birth. You already you were born once. But there's a new birth now that's going to take place when you receive Jesus as he enters your spirit. So he's born again. But the truth is that literally it doesn't say born again in Greek, but the New Testament. The Old Testament was written in, in Hebrew. New Testament was re written in, in, in Greek. It says born from above. So you're born again, but you're born from above. You know what I mean? You're born from above. Now you belong to the family, to the divine family. Now his father, son, Holy Spirit, and Juanito, Pere, Maria, Periquito, everybody. Because now you are part of the family. So since you're part of the family, that's why God wants you to go to a level. He's not putting God down. He's putting you up. All these things, all these plans are for you to walk on this earth with an attitude of knowing who you are. But then you have to agree with God. If you are sick and God says, the Bible says that Jesus Christ died on the cross, not only it took your sins away, but also he took your sickness you know the Bible says that, right? Then you have to agree with him. You have to agree with God. But to agree with God, you're going to have to fight the reality of the natural world. The reality is that you are sick. The reality is that you're in pain. The reality is what the, 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 what the doctor says. But that's the reality. There is a greater thing called truth. Absolute truth is above realities. And if you are able to agree with God that you're healed. When you are sick, the power of God, you see, you create a clash. A clash between the natural, you are in pain, you are sick, the doctors say you got cancer, or whatever it may be, and Jesus said in the word, I die for you, not only for your sins, but I also die for your healing. So that's the situation now. We got a situation. Jesus is God. He's saying this thing. Paul has repeated it. Peter repeated it also. Therefore, if I agree with God, I create a clash between what's happening and what God wants to happen. If there's a clash, got to be careful. We are going to have a clash. <laughs> if there's a clash, God always will win. Listen careful to my words. If there's a clash, impossible that in a clash God will lose. The problematic is not the situation that there is a clash. I know that there's a clash, God will win. The point, the point here is I have to create the clash. If I don't create a clash, there is no clash. 
And if there's no clash, God will not win. Because then that means that if there's no clash, you will remain in the natural. That means that you continue with your sickness or with your problem. If you are poor, God says he wants you to prosper in every way and every manner. Do you realize that Galatians, I don't want to get into all this because I don't have the time. In the book of Galatians, the, 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 Paul wrote, and it says that uh, we are redeemed from the curse of the law. So Jesus redeemed us or bought us or took us out of the curse of the law. And then the curse of the law, you got to go to the law. And the law are the, five, the first five books of the Bible. You got to find out where the law is. And as you find out where the law is, you can see that the curse, three, basically, three portions. Second death, that's going to the devil, all the, you know, in the hell. Uh, poverty and sickness. But of course, when you tell this to people that are poor, they will react. And they may react saying, what is this guy saying? That, I, that I'm cursed. The Bible says that poverty is a curse. That sickness is a curse. So, instead of being upset because you are poor, and when you hear that I talk about poor, that it's a curse, you get upset at me, and you're going to want to leave. I don't want to go to that church again. They're saying that we are cursed. You should be happy to know that it's a curse, because if you are in Jesus, you don't have to have a curse. So, the poor, instead of receiving this word and saying, I don't need to continue like this. My family have been poor all their life. I've been poor also for years. And God wants me to prosper. He says that he, is, he owns the, the silver and the gold. He wants me to be wealthy. He wants me to be... Or, he wants you in, in, in Philippians 4.19. He wants that he provides me. He wants to supply all that I need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The Bible talks about me, him giving me enough for never my, myself nor my generation being poverty. So when I hear those words, I should be jumping of joy. But some people, the devil has them so bound that instead of realizing that God has a way for them to leave Something they don't want. Nobody wants to be poor. But they accept it and they believe it and they speak it. They speak. Well, I, well you know, somebody has to be poor. My family always was poor. I came from Cuba and, uh, on top of a shark and all this thing. So, all, all the, and they want, you know, and the sick, the ones that are sick. Oh, no, no. You can, sometimes they have a competition to see who is sicker. They are talking, no, I got this problem with my stomach, you know what I mean? Oh, no, but I went to the doctor. My problem is the kidneys. And then comes the other, no, but that's okay. But I got my knees that I can't handle them anymore. That's worse than what you got. You see, it's a competition. And then and the devil is sitting, smoking a Cuban cigar, <laughs> enjoying, enjoying you speaking all those stupid things because you are cursing yourself. Instead of allowing God to have a clash, his words have a clash with what's happening. 
But for me to develop that clash, I have to agree with God. So agreeing with God is not that easy. It's not that easy because you are uh, in the middle of a situation in the, in the natural that is there. If you're sick, you're sick. You're in pain. You're this and that. And then that's why the Bible in, the, in Romans chapter 4 says that uh, we've got to call the things that are not as though they were. What do you mean? Call the things that are not as though they were. Well, calling as God's supposed to, like they are supposed to be as God wanted them to be, even though they are not. So I got to call them like God will see things, not as they are. It's kind of weird, but it's supernatural. You see? And you, if you don't believe in the supernatural, then you wouldn't even know that you have, you wouldn't even know that you have an inner man. And that Jesus lives in that inner man. You wouldn't believe really that you are a son of the living God. Because you see, you are molded by your experiences. All your experiences, everything they have taught you, the company that you have kept and you keep, there are negative people constantly talking about this and that. The news are directed by Satan in many cases. Not because they, they may say what's happening, but they will repeat it and repeat it, and they will have editorials. Basically what's happening by, to inject you fear. Fear. Fear is one of the greatest weapons the enemy has. But when you realize who you are, and you say, I am going to agree with God. Look what he says here. What God is saying here is not what's happening to me. Therefore, I'm going to call the things that are known as though they were. I'm going to go, my, I'm going to agree with God, so I'm going to call myself like God says, even though the whole world will think I'm crazy. But since it's hard because we want to be uh, accepted by everybody. I nobody wants people to talk about them. But it's going to come a time that you're going to have to choose. You want to prosper in all the plans that God has for you? Or you want to continue like you are? Maybe your problem is not sickness. Maybe your problem is not poverty. Maybe it's a problem with a marriage. Maybe your sexual life. Who knows the different situations that you may be bound by that God is saying that you are free. But how can you say I'm free? When I'm bound to this situation. Well, because I paid in the cross. Be too for you to be free. That's why I say I'm free. You should be free. Now, you're going to agree with me or not? That's what God will say. This is what I got. God says, and this is what you've got. If you want to continue with what you got, then simply forget it. Keep on. But if you can agree with me, I'm going to show you a miracle. You hear what I'm saying? God wants to show you a miracle if you will agree with him. Give him a little hand. Give him a hand. Wow, man. The thing is basically, listen, everything I said is basically how you see yourself. How do you see yourself? What is Proverbs 3, 7? Pro, give me Proverbs 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 23, 7. Give me Proverbs 23, 7. Quickly, quickly. For as he, talking about man, for as he thinketh in his heart, 
So is he. That's it. That's it. The way you think of you is how you're going to project yourself. You are exteriorly what you believe you are interiorly. You got that? Otro estero en español. Tú eres exteriormente lo que crees interiormente. Very similar. So what I mean to say now is that how do you see yourself? Because how you see yourself. Remember something. God has given you a tool, several tools. But there's a tool called imagination. Imagination, God has given it to you to create images. Of course, like everything else, you have the ability to use that tool even though has placed that tool in you for you to create images according to what he says you are. Because the way you imagine yourself, as you think who you are, you will project who you are. Did I drown you? Did you drown, say, help! <laughs> So, God wants you to create an image according to what he says you are. Of course, you are not like he says you are, but then you want to create that clash. Because in that clash, he's going to win with what he says, and I'm going to start receiving and making changes in the natural. I'm going to start changes in the natural because God is saying something that was not happening and uh, look at, go to, uh, this is powerful, isn't it? I think this is very powerful. Some of you may be asleep. Good, have a nice sleep. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it tremendously. <laughs> go to uh, Deuteronomy 28, 12 and 13. Deuteronomy. 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 20. Okay. Look, look what it says. Look at, this is for you. Shh. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Okay, now you can say, well, that's a spiritual treasure. For him to open you something anyway, you have to be connected with him spiritually. So he's talking to his people. Raise your hand and you are his. I mean, raise it, believing that you are his. He's talking to you. The Lord shall open to you his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land. This all is about money, prosperity. Why is he going to give rain the land for the crops to be sold? You see? It's not just because he wants to get rain. It's because he wants your crops to be developed. Have a good harvest, and you'll be able to make good money. The rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand. Doesn't matter what you work at. If you're a farmer, he's going to bless your crops. 
But whatever you do with your hands, whatever work you do, is going to be blessing you. Why? For you to prosper. The works of the hand. And thou shalt lend. Lend money. Lend. Thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. I'm telling you. This is powerful. This is powerful. Give the Lord a hand. Give the Lord a hand. Praise God. Wow. Look at 13. What is 13? Hey, let me see if it's, if it's what I want. I got to see. Is this 13? And the Lord shall make thee. The, oh, this is what I want. The Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. He wants you to make you the head and not the tail. All right? He wants you to be a leader. He wants you to be an example. He wants you to be strong. He wants you that every is like the the the, the, the bees come to, to, to the to the what do you call the panel. He wants everybody to come to you because you're special. You are the head. You are the one that have an idea. You are the one that can console. You are the one that can protect. You are a blessing. Say, I'm a blessing. That's why he said, hey, you are, I place a blessing on you. I want you to be the head. Thou shalt not be beneath. That thou shalt hearken unto thy commandments of the Lord, etc. But this is, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only. And thou shalt not be beneath. Now, many of you may be beneath, but that's not where God wants you. Many of you can be at the tip of the tail, but that's not where God wants you. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. So what I mean to say, are you going to continue like you are, or do you want to agree with God? Because if you agree with God, and it's not only an agreement of the mind. It's that you agree with God because of the information you're receiving. You agree with God, but then that information has to be uh, transformed into the revelation. Has to enter your spirit. In other words, you got to believe it. You got to believe it, believe it. No, well, I'm uh, really, I, I am down and out. I got no job. I got no work. I'm sick. God says this. Let, let's see if it happens. No, 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 no. And let's see, I hope, or maybe it doesn't exist with God. If you believe, you believe. Now, you got this information, and if I give you a test, maybe you take a hundred, but it's when you leave those doors. For you to apply it is more like that information has to become revelation. That to enter in your spirit that you have an attitude of what God is saying even though it's not happening yet. Oh my God. Are you, are you, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. There are great things coming for you. I say there's great things coming for you. Say amen. Say that's for me. That's for me. Glory to God. Praise you Jesus. I got much more, but I can't go. I still got a hard time. Okay, come play, people. <laughs> yeah. So, we have to change the image. 
because you have to be conscious of the one you have inside. Very simple. You have inside your spirit. You are not a soul. You have a soul. You're a spirit and you have a soul. Soul have three portions. Your mind, your emotions, and your will. That's why you make decisions. Well, but your will is based in your mind and your emotions. And according to that, the will may make its decisions. But you are a spirit that has a soul. What I'm talking about here, the image, is not in the spirit, it's in the soul. How do you see yourself in your soul? Because that's why in, in Paul uh, writes in Romans 12, 2, that we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's our mind. You see, the devil is your enemy, but your mind is your first enemy. A mind that is not renewed, I mean. Because the mind that is not renewed is a mind. Of course, we have always lived in the natural. And God is speaking things here that are not, you cannot even reason. Therefore, your mind is the obstacle for you to believe that information to be transformed into revelation. Because the, inf the information is there. You can say, no, the Bible says this and that, and know it better than I know it, and know what verse of the Bible and what chapter. So you know the information. But now you have to receive that revelation, and that revelation to be received, your mind then has to be uh, submitted. And it takes a time. And it depends how much value you give the Word of God. That means that you give less value to your mind, even though your mind has a, a, a portion to do in life. And God wants you to use your mind, except when He speaks. God wants you to use your mind, of course. But when He speaks, He wants you to use no. He doesn't want you to use your mind or use nothing. He just wants you to be, agree with Him, because He's in another level. You have to get an, a, a spiritual elevator. There are things coming. With that mind, you have an image already of you that is wrong. Based on what have happened, all your experiences, all your friends, all the negative people around you, things that have happened to your life. People, you were raped, you were divorced, whatever. And that creates an image that will make you believe or not believe, or if you believe, it will limit you. Now, we declare that we can do all things in Christ who strengthen us. Philippians 4.13 So we have to then change our image according to what God is saying. Because God has plans. Tremendous plans for you and not bad plans, not of evil, but plans for you to prosper and to have peace will show you the end that you expect. What are you expecting? Wow. God wants to give you that.